0: Live. Well, hello. Welcome to another edition. I'm joined by my co-host Rory Anderson. How you doing, Rory? I'm doing. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, Let's just go ahead and recap uh, Thursday night's game. Um, Getting into that game, it was it was pretty back and forth, especially for a depleted Bills roster. It's probably one of my favorite games. This year so far. I know there's only been like seventeen games. But it was one of those games that was exciting, but it's not because there was great football per se. Lots of mistakes. Both teams choked a bunch of times, blown coverages, just people not making plays. But it was really exciting. So if you weren't if you didn't have a dog in the fight, it was fun to watch. If you hear background noise, that's me watching UCLA, BYU. Who on God's green earth is going to watch that game? I'm, I currently am right now. That's disturbing. You're apparently rooting for the Mormons, we all know. The Bruins?
1: Um, I'm actually no, rooting the Mormon, for BYU. Not
0: Bruins. I knew you were rooting for the Mormons. But I want to see Josh Rosen, though. <laughs> And Eddie VanderDose more. You know you're an addict, right? I do have an issue. You're a degenerate. Uh, well, I'm also really looking to watch Tyson Hill. Oh, <laughs> joy. <laughs> well, anyways, back to the game. Uh, the line on coverages. I literally thought Brandon Marshall literally blew his knee a few times.
1: Yeah, I think everybody
0: uh, did. The only thing he blew was that catch that hit him right in the hands. <laughs> um, Sammy Watkins uh, basically it was a deep play for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sammy Watkins didn't do diddly-poo. He was hurt. I think he only had two catches for, like, 14 yards. 20 yards. Uh, whatever, same thing. <laughs> Uh, they didn't feature Robert Woods at all one catch, ten yards. Greg Salas for Marquise Goodwin burned Darrell Rivas. But that's Olympic speed right there. So you can't really say much. The fact of the matter is, Revis is uh, not what he used to be, especially ever since he went against uh, Mari Cooper last year. Uh, he's pretty much been roasted ever since. I mean, at least, at least what they could do is put a safety right, right above him cover the, or put him on the number two corner, I mean, number two guy in Decker and put their number two corner on the number one and put a safety over on up top. That's what most teams do. Yeah, he needs to be on, he needs to be a match. He's a match of corner now. He's, you know, Sean Smith. He's that kind of player. He's Sean really Smith's good at that bench. Yeah, he's also going to start on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I could can, you can make an argument that Revis should have been benched. Um, if but you for put him them? on the, if you put him against the right wide receiver, and if he matches up, what you know, if, it, if it's the right kind of guy, he's going to go against, he's going to be fine. But you put a speed demon on his side, and he's toast. Ooh, Jonathan Allen. Woo-hoo. Sorry, I'm catching you up on my college football. <laughs> Jonathan Allen, also a 27-year-old Mormon, playing for BYU. He plays for Alabama. Same thing, whatever. He's one of the best pass rushers coming into the class. Did Alabama win today? Because last I saw, they were losing by three, I think. I'm about to find out right now. (laughs) I didn't watch the game. I was working. Yeah, Alabama was 43. Yeah, we were out bowling today. So yeah, we're, Lamar we're Jackson's going to be a future stud quarterback. He's Michael Vick 2.0, but not Doesn't as mean fast he's be not a stud. as No, I'm telling you, there's going to be some good, a good class quarterbacks <laughs> coming in the next few years. Look, I don't care, I don't care how fast the kid is. I don't care I don't, how I, don't, I I I tell my wife. He is, you no, know, he can throw fine. He, he throws fine. The fact of the matter he is, is he's not big enough to be Cam Newton, which means he's not going to be able to take the punishment of that size of a guy or, like, Ben Roethlisberger. He's a bit oversized. for sh- He is slight. Without the intelligence. skinny. He's slight. He is skinny. He's going to need to bulk up if he's going to be mobile. Otherwise, he's going to have to learn the whims of the pocket, or he's going to get over. Listen, overrated. Rory. Rory, Listen. He's a sophomore. Uh, he, has, he has time. Yes, but he I'm has time. Right now, but at the same break. time, y'all need to simmer down. This is not the yeah. first time we've seen a guy like this blow it up in the college ranks and then not do anything when the pro time comes. The fact of the matter is everyone needs to chill, bring down the excitement level, because the fact of the matter is he's running a no-brainer offense. Most of the time on his... Op- on his runs, he's in the open field. Nobody around him. He's not taking hits. He's going up against, outside of today, weaker competition, even though he did tear up the four to seven holes. Okay, okay. I needs to make point. One point, then we can move back to our top pick. <laughs> um, is one of the prettiest deep balls in the college football. The other, only person who's got him beat is Deshaun Watson. That's all i got to say on that. He throws the ball up just fine. He just has to win from the pocket, and he's going to have to be able to take in uh, a full-size playbook and do all those other little things. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying everyone chill. Well, they also got to chill on that Notre Dame guy and uh, the Florida State guy. They've shown potential. They all show potential. But that's the, the fact of the matter is the college game does not test you the way the pro game does. It's an entirely different way of playing football. And until you're actually in it, getting overhyped on the college on college prospects is a bad idea. All right, you want to get into picking games?
1: Let's do it. <laughs>
0: uh, and by the way, I won against the spread taking the Jets on Thursday. So that's that I really wanted to go Bills though. I didn't. I. <laughs> Well, you—I I had to think for a good moment, Mike. Is this really going to be a retro and revenge game? But with standing walking hurt, not taking those chances. Look, the fact of the matter is, you want pure and simple. I don't trust who they have under center in Buffalo. Uh, he does fine when he can chuck the ball deep to a wide open receiver who's fast. Woo! I don't trust him to win football games.
1: Okay, it looks like um, the next game is Steelers Bengals.
0: Who you got? I know Steelers Bengals. So I will say who I got: uh, Cincinnati getting three and a half. I'll take Cincinnati to cover that that point spread. No, you do not pick games. Just to pick games head up. That's stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm picking them against the spread. I think I can go against the spread and be more spot on with my picks than you can head up. But uh and we'll find out at the end of the year, although you're gonna I got to my picks, right. uh-huh. I went ten and six last week against the spread. Uh So? So So you know how good that is? Oh, go kick rocks. <laughs> okay,
1: All right. I think uh, it's okay.
0: Cincinnati plus three and a half. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. They're they look too hot right now. I know your people like to say the Steelers, but until Le'Veon Bell gets there, I know D'Angelo Williams played good. He led the league in rushing last week. But it's a one game and it was against a crappy team, so let's all settle down. Oh, yeah, Liberty, this is one where I, I think, make I think Pittsburgh can win this. I think Pittsburgh can win this, but I think Cincinnati covers the spread. But I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh actually comes out with a W. Next is Ravens-Browns. Uh, oh, this iron. week's toilet bowl. Wait, who's the Rams playing? That'll be a toilet bowl game. That was god awful. I wanted my eyes were wanting to bleed, and I wanted to rip them out.
1: Oh no, Monday kidding!
0: Night. That was god awful. That was some of the worst football I've ever seen. Like truly, epically bad. Like that was really oh, I, crappy. We, we will we that will like really touch on the extension. Bad. We will touch on the extension later tonight. Which extension? Did I miss something? Rockers and Fisher. Oh, Brocker's and Brockers, Fisher got one, too? Brocker, Michael Brocker's and Jeff Fisher. I know that one. Jeff Fisher got his in the offseason, didn't he? No. He got another one? Oh, God, I can't believe I missed that. Well, it's a three-year extension, but no one knows the exact detail. When did this happen? Because I missed this. A couple of days ago. Oh, for the love of Pete. Okay. Oh, I'm years. A mediocrity. Actually it was Tuesday when they brought it out. No way. Right after that game they brought it out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, look at that. Seven hours ago, Pro Football Talk, widespread relief exists that Rams and Fisher already had an extension in place. <laughs> so it's not even so much that it actually has occurred, people just think it has. <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah, it was reported three days ago Jeff Fisher, Rams coach, to receive contract extension. That was in Sports Illustrated. Oh, God, deplorable. Oh, uh, okay. uh, who you got? Browns Raven. Hillary wants to talk about a basket of deplorables. It's Stan Kroenke. Um, what are we talking about again? Oh, this was. I said uh, Browns Raven. Browns Raven, the Turlet Bowl. Uh, the Browns getting six and a half. Uh, Browns were cock-off, poo-poo, in week one. However, yes. I do think bringing in McCown does actually give them a little bit better ability to consistently move the football through the air. Uh, so Cleveland getting 6.5, I'll take the points. Even Cleveland and, uh, at home, I'm not laying 6.5 for Baltimore. I just don't have any faith in Baltimore. Although, I will be honest, so ends up being like 35-3. to three. <laughs> <laughs> So you're picking Cleveland. I'm picking Cleveland in the points, although i pretty much guaranteeing that Baltimore's going to win the game. But I'm picking in the points. I want to believe in Hugh Jackson, but until I see something, some improvement from the team other than taller wide receivers and um, some improvement from Nassib and Oswego, who, by the way, they're starting to build a really good nucleus on defense to those two guys with Danny Shelton, I mean, they got a good group to start with. I, think I Look, if we're going to talk about the building of the Browns and what this team can do long-term, I think the Browns are doing the right thing. You go get a coach who's younger, who you're willing to have patience with, blow the whole freaking thing up, and just go. I have no problem with it. Uh, I think we're going to see that when they punt on this year, they're doing the right thing because, as you, you mentioned earlier, we're going to have you know, several quarterbacks in this class that are going to be intriguing. So I think Cleveland in the long term is gonna, are going to turn things on its head. Uh, you look at that division, a lot of teams are getting old. It uh, doesn't matter if it's pretty much outside of Cincinnati. If you look at Baltimore, if you look at, uh, if you look at Pittsburgh, those teams are getting old. Uh Pittsburgh's going through its own transition with age and the problems there, and some of their first and early round picks have not been doing well, you know, your Bud Dupree's and others. So, the fact of the matter is, the long term in Cleveland, I think it's got some big time ups, uh, but it's going to be a long year. Okay, I'm going to be taking the Ravens uh, through that spread stuff. Spread <clears> stuff. <throat> You can talk about BYU football. You can't bother to learn the point spread. Gee, killing me, Smalls. I just lost the games off my thing, off my phone. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next game, dude? Oh, uh, Falcons Raiders. Who you got? How are we jumping to one o'clock games already? Can we please huh? do this in order? The next game we should be talking about well, is Miami New England. Right. I don't have the thing. That's the only game I know offhand Then I'm doing it. You stop it Miami New England Miami's getting six and a half at home against the pats uh I think the Miami defense front four a little bit better than we thought New England. you know they had four months to prepare for that game, but you never. Never, ever, ever big Bill Belichick an underdog, dumbest thing ever. Uh, but I will take Miami and the points at home. I think this game is closer than uh, I. You know, I think you know they probably lose by three or four. But the Patriots going to win this football game. Uh, I just think that Miami and the points is the right uh, go with the spread, the right way to go. But you're taking New England. New England's going to win that football game, but. Uh, I'll take it Miami to the points. Yeah, I I agree in that case. I still have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. I have faith in Bill Belichick, though. But the only problem is they're missing Dante Hightower and a few of key guys on defense, so possibly uh Hashtag again. Yeah, I mean, that, that New England defense and they they, and they, are they little they're, the, yeah, they're a little dinged up. Yeah, they're a little dinged up, you know. It's just the reality of the situation, so I don't expect it to be a big time, big scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being something like seventeen fourteen. Okay, next game: Cowboys, Redskins. Oh, for the love of Pete, it's not the Cowboys game. It's Kansas City, Houston. Jimmy, well, I can mine in order: uh, Jets, Bills, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Cowboys, Redskins, Titans, Lions, Chiefs, Texans, Dolphins, Patriots. Saints, Giants, and that order. It's pure delusion. I have ESPN right now. ESPN is delusional. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, Dallas at Redskins. Redskins giving two and a half. Um, I've got to be honest. I do not trust Dallas whatsoever in any shape or fashion. Uh, I think Dallas is a complete house of cards. I think they're massively overrated. I was shocked how poorly they ran the football last week uh, with Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. was Shocked. And Morris better. And people saying that Dak Prescott looked good is the dumbest thing I've heard. Dak Prescott like did not look good. He looked like a freaking check down champ. That's what he looked like. He didn't do diddly squat in that football game. He, he was garbage. The whole offense was hot garbage. I'm taking Washington, minus two and a half. I hate it. I feel dirty, but I'm doing it. I'm taking the Cowboys. I took them last week. Ugh. But I'm going to ride that ship a little <sighs> longer. righty. what's the next game? Okay, the next game, Titans-Lions, which I actually thought was a pretty tough game to pick. This, I think, is going to be a fun game. I think both of these teams suck on the back end defensively. I think neither of them is particularly fantastical up front, although Detroit Lions have the best pass rusher in this game. However, Tennessee does have a couple of tackles that played well. I think Mike Malarkey is full of Malarkey, which means that the offense is probably going to suck. However, I do think that because the Lions are not a very good run defense, that if the uh, Tennessee Titans actually run the ball 40 times, uh it might be kinda close. However, a six point spread, I do not have enough faith in Detroit to win any game against any team by more than four points. So I'm taking Tennessee Titans plus six. This is, I'm torn on this one. But I'm gonna uh, let me see who I actually chose. I
1: chose I want the Lions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Lions win this football game, but, I mean, in terms of, a, uh against the spread, you know, we're talking about Tennessee getting six points. I don't trust the Lions that much. I don't trust the Lions to win by a touchdown. Next up, chiefs Texans. Another tough game. A tough game, but I think because there's a lot of unknowns with this game. Uh, Houston in the middle, loses Brian Cushing, on top of that, J.J. Watt looked like it was me out there playing defensive end. Um, although Cloudy did step up well, and Whitney Mercel has had a solid game.
1: Whitney Mercel well, is the flip is a side.
0: Player, underrated. Still. what's that? Whitney Mercel is still very, very underrated. People don't give him any credit hardly. He hasn't really done a whole lot either. Well, he has you know, a, he has he's a he's a though. Yeah, he's a fourth or fifth year vet. He kind of reminds me of like a Rod Minkovich.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he
0: just kind of grinds. He ends the season with anywhere between six and eight sacks. Doesn't really hear about him, and you I think know, he had, like, he's going to go and make eight million bucks a year. So uh, Kansas City, I have zero faith in. I mean, to go through what they did last week against San Diego, I mean, ugh. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't oh, for the fact that Keenan Allen... Deserve to of course they do, because they always deserve those. They're San Diego's. So what they do is choke. But <laughs> if it's not for the fact that Keenan Allen blows his knee out, Raiders fan, by the way, Keenan Allen. Injury prone. Uh, of course he's injury prone. That's because he's Raiders fan. Ha ha. I don't know why I said that. But That made no um, sense either. If Keenan Allen doesn't blow his knee out, I think the, Chiefs, I think the Chargers win that game by 40 points. You know, it's – I – whatever. The only teams I trust less than the Chiefs are probably the Chargers. So the Chiefs getting three, I'm taking the Chiefs with the points just because I don't think Houston's good enough to really blow or to really beat a team out by a decent margin. I hate you it. I feel dirty. Win. I hate it. I feel dirty, but I wouldn't be – I would bet on Houston. I think Houston wins. But the, they only win by like a point or two. Uh, I'm so going to like take in Chiefs City. For point. I like Kansas City a lot better in this game. I think it's dirty thing, no kind of matter deep. what, though. I mean, I'm conflicted. Both defenses have issues, but I think corner wise, matchup on wide receivers, I think that could be the difference. I think Brock Oswald has gone through a few picks that might. Uh, uh, turn tied up the game to Kansas City. And but the thing is, you got to remember Andy Reid. Even with the cornerbacks, Andy Reid, because he comes from the West Coast, schemes his receivers to get open all the time by running pick routes and multiple layer crossers and all sorts of crap that confuses corners and gets them into routes. Spencer to take Ware, route. fantasy owners. Spencer Ware, it's a good game or, or a big game, actually. He could he could get a ton of checkdowns and do pretty well with them. I was so mad I didn't start him in fantasy last week. He was sitting on my bench for Emmanuel Sanders. He did absolutely squat. That's what you get trusting Trevor Simeon or Trevor Seaman or whatever his name is. (laughs) Okay, next game is
1: Saints-Giants.
0: Fascinating football game. Two offenses, I think, could tear each other apart. Two defenses, I think, that are utter garbage. Uh, Although the Giants had an all right night, I just have zero faith in them whatsoever. I have a feeling that has more to say about uh, Dallas than it really has to say about the Giants. Although I do like their interior presence with Hankins and um, what's-his-face. Besides the point, uh, I think the offense has come out big time in this game. I I can't remember what the over-under is, but... I would probably take the over. This could be the equivalent of what happened last week with Nautilands and the Raiders, although it is outside in New York, which is usually a bad thing for the Saints. However, the Saints getting four and a half points, I'm taking it. I was so close last week when I picked against your Raiders. I was so close. Yeah, but, dude, so close only matters, unfortunately, who's in the hander Who the hell is this Jalen Richard kid? Uh, the same dude I told you about in the preseason. You got to listen to me once in a while, bruh. You did not just drop a bra on Yeah, of course I did, because I told you about Jalen Richard. And it's not Richard. It's Richard. The man is French. He's what? He's French and exquisite, and not really. He's just from Louisiana. I not when will they cut Marcel Reeves, honestly? I know he's not actually on the roster due to his suspension, but do- when do they let him go? I think they're going to try to trade him, but the fascinating thing is they still haven't signed a 53rd man. So maybe they're just waiting for that Marcel Reed. Well, they could have had a 53rd man if George, if they didn't uh, cut George Atkinson. But why would you keep George Atkinson? I would have Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington. That's stupid. I don't know. Rashford a Charles, bruh. Yeah. Um... Jay-on, Jayon Brown from UCLA. He's going to be absolutely a great football player. Not great, but really good football player in the NFL. I actually, I'm seeing him harass Jason Hill up and down the field. Let's... Okay, anyways. Uh, what game were we on again? Oh, yeah. Giants, Saints. I'm gonna go paint in this game, I do think it's gonna be a shootout. Defenses are terrible. Giants do have the better defense, but I'm gonna I have more faith in Drew Brees than I ever will in Eli Manning. And so you have no faith in
1: anybody
0: in this game. I said I had facing in Drew Brees. I think Mark Ingram's going to have a big game. I think they're I think they're going to keep it up with their uh, top two wide receivers. I think Willie Snead's going to get a lot of looks in the end zone. Brandon Kitts going to go down the seam a lot. Uh, I just think Saints are a fun team to watch in offense, but it's a hard watch to see their defense. But they have the benefit of the Dallas because they have Drew Brees. Yeah, if that's a shootout, you know, we could totally see 60
1: points scored in this game pretty easily.
0: I just have a Uh, feeling Eli's going to turn the ball over in the last place, you know, or something like that. He could. But, as I said, I don't really care who wins. I got New Orleans plus four and a half. That's all that matters. I'm talking football like a degenerate. If you're not following, that's your own problem. All right. Let's move on to San Francisco, Carolina, because that's the next game on my list. Yes, sir. San Francisco getting 13 and a half. 13 and a half. They played the a late game on a Monday night, played a 10 a.m. game on the East Coast the following Sunday. That I'm not watching sucks. That. No, this is going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly football game. I think, to be perfectly honest, <clears throat> I think Carolina's offense is just going to be a little bit sluggish at the beginning. I think there's a little bit of a hangover. I think things just aren't quite there. Uh, and the fact that San Francisco is getting 13-and-a-half, I don't care how bad a team is. I will always take a team in double-digit points. So I'm taking San Francisco plus 13-and-a-half, although I do think Carolina beats them solidly. I just don't think they're beating them by two, two touchdowns. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. I think Very the well are going to come in extremely upset. They lost the Super Bowl and in Week One to the Broncos, and I know it was a close game, but they are going to be absolutely pissed off. Yeah, if you I'm, know what? They're going to be pissed if off. Watch Cam Newton throw three picks. Yeah, but watch the yeah, they're going to be pissed off and then go watch Cam Newton throw three picks. Look, I like Cam Newton a lot. I think he is a very good football player, and I think he's very exciting to watch. But I just think the guy gets in his own head sometimes, and I wonder if he's in—I wonder if he's in his own head. I wonder if that experience after that Super Bowl—it's just kind of all rattling around in there. He just doesn't look—you know—he looks like he needs to get a monkey off his back. You know what I'm saying? Like he just—there's something there nagging him. And it just did not look right, you know? And I pff, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I, look, I think Carolina can run the wood by 10, even if he throws three picks. But I think it'd be one of those things that if that happens, it's the defense that's the reason why, not because of camp. Okay. So I picked the chances as well. There was no disputing it. Oh, nope. God. I don't want to talk about this game whatsoever. I'm just going to see my pick, and that's going to be the Seahawks. Seahawks and the Lambs? Oh, the grossest game of the week. Oh, my Lord. And you said the The Browns-Ravens won. No, because the problem with this game is there's no way either team is scoring over 13 points. And the fact is, is Jeff Fisher always plays the Seahawks tight. And they're always low-scoring affairs. He beat the Seahawks twice last year. Hmm? He beat the Seahawks twice last year. Yeah, it just this is going to be dreary football. Look, fact is Los Angeles getting four and a half. I'm taking yeah. more losses for Fisher, and he becomes the losingest head coach in NFL history. <sighs> Look, can we all do each other a favor and just have Los Angeles go uh, winless this season, just to say that the Rams still haven't won a game since 1984 <laughs> or 1994. My bad. Okay, moving on, Buccaneers, Arizona Cardinals. I really wanted to pick the Bucks in this game because I really don't trust my team at all in Arizona. I don't trust them at the moment. They look putrid in every almost every aspect. The only person I really trust is Carson Palmer at the moment, and that's, that's a little scary. Song, that, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. The moment you trust in Carson Palmer, go see a shrink. Um, <laughs> look, I have to ask you one question. What the bloody hell is your defensive coordinator doing? In all seriousness, what the hell is he doing? What happened to the blitzes? What happened to the fun? What happened to the chaos? What happened to the stacks all over the place and places that don't make any damn sense? What happened okay, okay. to the Arizona Cardinals defense? defense that I enjoy? This is bull crap, and it needs to change. I don't care if you have Chandler Jones. Do what you're supposed to do and be exciting. Tyron Matthew in the defensive backfield at a safety position for 70% of the snaps is crap, and everybody knows it. That is unacceptable you be football. And can on Cannon back at safety a lot. And at this least is unacceptable football. And at least 45% of the snaps is playing back there at safety. Uh, unacceptable unacceptable football. Disgusting display, unacceptable football. If it doesn't change, fire. I'm going to make the defensive coordinators fired. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We'll get, Although I will say, another, we'll get to the news involving Greg Roman, eventually. However, yeah, speaking of fired, crappy coordinators, however, Tampa Bay getting seven points. I am going to take Tampa Bay on the points. Uh to Tampa Bay to win? No, Cardinals probably win the game. I'm saying I'm taking Tampa Bay. in the points, Jesus Christ, Isaiah, follow along I with don't. gambling, you know. Okay, stop it right here. I'm going to teach you how this works. You have two teams. <laughs> One team gets points. The other team gives points. The team that gets points is the underdog. It means whatever their score is plus points, if it's over the other team's score, it means there's cover. Okay? That's what counts. So if I say Tampa Bay plus seven, and the game is, and let's see the end score for Arizona is Arizona 20, Tampa Bay 17, that means I get the win. Because I guessed that Tampa Bay's score was, was within seven points of the Cardinals. Okay? So if I was going to say I want the Cardinals and I'm going to eat the points, that means the Cardinals have to win by seven and a half. Otherwise, it's a push. So that means that Tampa Bay has 17. The Cardinals need at least 25. That you lost success. me very... You, you lost you, it's, it's been explained to you now. That's all you need to know. So enough of your <laughs> nonsense. I'm taking Tampa Bay and <laughs> the points. Okay. Final game, Falcons, Raiders. This is the prime time what of Monday. night. are about? Track. how do, oh. Final game. We still have Indianapolis and then Indianapolis, Denver, Jacksonville, San Diego, Green Bay, oh, yeah, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Chicago. Count. How did you. See? Dude. All right. Oh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis at Donkeys. Okay, let's go with your Raiders team.
1: No, Raiders. ponies and donkeys.
0: Ponies and donkeys. That's the game. Ponies,
1: ponies and, and donkeys. donkeys. <laughs>
0: Let's see, I went with the Colts and I think it's gonna be by three and a half if I'm playing this guy right. Yeah, Indianapolis getting six points over in Donkey Land. Um, look, I just I can't put any faith in Trevor Simeon. I know that Gary Kubiak offense it looks the stupid. It looks like a K-Penum clone, but on a better team. That stupid boot offense that makes everybody look good. Even though it has two freaking running plays, um, it, I Indianapolis defense is utter hot garbage. Uh, however, at the same time, I think their wide receiver trio could give uh, these uh, cornerbacks from Denver some trouble. You know, especially you know you you put a guy like think of a really fast guy you know like a teach uh, like a T. Hilton. You're gonna put him outside and you're gonna have a keep to leave lineup up on him. I could see him burn a keep to leave a few times. So I see Moncrief I, do it easily. <laughs> see Moncrief as well, and he's got a size advantage too. Moncrief is a big boy. You know, uh and let's not forget Dorset in the slot. that dude's a freaking burner. So I think Look, there's a very good chance I think Denver ends up winning this game, but the fact is I can't turn down six points in Indianapolis. So I'm going to take the ponies and the points. You're going Broncos. No, the Broncos are the donkeys. Oh. They're probably going to win it. The Broncos are probably going to win it, but I'm taking the ponies and the points. Okay? Remember, score, points. You following?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Now getting all condescending. Oh, I sound like a douchebag. I'm sure. Uh, You're right. Good <laughs> <That's> an answer. <laughs> but I'm but I'm not picking the Broncos at all. They're not going to win this. I go cold. That's ballsy. Ballsy. Not Jack. You no know, real level ballsy, but ballsy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the whole like the first three days of this week, if you listen to local media. Everything was about inferences of Jack Del Rio's balls. Or it, it was, was in, Jim Harbaugh eating his the there. Trust me, the Bay Area doesn't give a crap about Jim, Jim Harbaugh and his bookers. It was all about <laughs> Jack Del Rio's big balls. It was hilarious. Look, Greg Papa, the guy who does the play-by-play for the Oakland Raiders on the, on the radio network, uh, he, he's the guy who does the crazy touchdown Raiders him, like, that amazing call. Um, Greg Papa has his radio show on ninety five seven The Game, and he comes on, and he just starts singing um, ACDC's "Big Balls." <laughs> I right up front, I just I've got to, you know the whole thing. So I was like, I mean, that was every joke for the first three days of this week.
1: All right, Jacksonville, San
0: Diego. The Jaguars versus the San Diego Choke Artists. I just got to say, they looked really good against the Green Bay team. I thought they belonged in that game. Oh, yeah, they only lost by, like, four. They lost because of stupid Luke joke. I think we're going to say that a lot, though. Because they move him to right guard. I think he's a little bitter, so he's costing this team. That's my that's my theory and I'm gonna to stick to it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Blake Bortles isn't as good as people think he is. So he's not as good? No, I think I think Blake Bortles in all reality is kind of a mid tier quarterback that's kind of bad. I think he's gonna be better than Carr. Nah. I mean not I mean Carr's gonna be more more of the accurate quarterback, of course, but I think, he's I think more so. upside of Bortles. Nah. Bortles, he's going to end up racking up stats, um, but I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think he's kind of, meh, nah, but he's going to be a stat game, and he's going to live on it, and he's going to do really well there. He kind of, without, you know, minus the diabetes and the mental problems, kind of Jay Cutler. Like, if Jay Cutler wasn't a complete nutcase, then
1: that's who Blake Bortles would be.
0: No did kiss What's that? As in, no did kiss I'm sorry, I that old <laughs> 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 That's actually not that that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Who's Dick Butt-kiss? Yeah. yeah, that would for those who don't know, that would be uh uh Jay Cutler's back oh, what's her name? Christa, Kristen, Kristen Cavalleri. hmm Uh right up there with uh Jessica Simpson going, Chickens have weight or what is it? No, uh, no, no, it's Buffaloes don't have wings, right? Uh, that's a long Something time ago. Like Never if mind. you don't know the quote, look it up, people. <laughs> All righty, but anyway, San Diego at home, minus three and a half, no Keenan Allen. Pretty much when you see a team at home, minus three, that just means Vegas doesn't know what to do, and they're just doing the technical, I'll give them the three because they're at home. Um, but we both are going Jacksonville. No, I'm taking San Diego minus three. How dare you? I have zero faith in Jacksonville. Uh, the fact is, but that you have more faith they're... in a depleted Chargers roster. I know. Well, th- I'll tell you what I do know from watching it, and the fact is, they're not depleted. They only have one do you feel injury. Feel dirty? Do you feel, like I feel dirty? Very, I, feel, I feel very dirty. I feel very d- dirty taking this game. But well, okay. I'll tell you what I do know. I do know that Philip Rivers is a gamer and an absolute pain in my butt. And do you think I know it's going to be a big game for Hunter Henry at all. Only if they're going to go to a bunch of two tight end stuff, which I don't see happening because they ran the ball really well with Melvin Gordon out of twenty one personnel, which means two running backs, one tight end. So no, I think they're going to go with twenty one personnel. And I think what we're going to see them do is a little bit more Norv Turnery stuff, which when Norv had Phillip Rivers, they were almost always in 21 personnel. And what they would do is tons and tons of play action, and you would always have a speedy receiver like a Travis Benjamin running a deep route. Then you would have an intermediate receiver doing some sort of backside dig route, and then you would always have someone going over the slot, usually a tight end. Running something to take advantage of middle of the field coverage. So I because think that's one the shallowest top. wide receiver cores. I know the top two guys went out, but still, you had no, not really any depth, good depth behind them. Yeah, but look, I've seen Philip Rivers do damage with nobodies. I I've seen it happen tons and tons of times.
1: You yeah, know, the that
0: is like one, that, that, that offensive line. That offensive line played just fine. And the fact is, Jack- the Jaguars don't have crap for a fa- pass rush. They, I mean, well, look. Your boy I, Yannick Ngakwe almost back to Rogers, uh quite a few times. Woo! almost sacked him. whoop doo The guy, I love Yannick Ngakwe, but he, he's starting. That's a problem. He's yeah, he, yeah. no business being starting defensive end in this league. He's a I'm developmental project to- guy. I am pissed that... But- they like cut Ryan Davis and my Cardinals did not catch him up. Fuck you, Cowboys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, can I get this bleeds out somehow? Um I I feel dirty, but I'm taking San Diego minus three, which means I think San Diego wins this football game. I'm taking I'm sticking to my guns at Jacksonville. Alrighty, let's get to Oakland, Atlanta. This game was sort of off the week at four and a half, It's down to Oakland minus five, which I think is scary territory. Um, basically saying we think the Raiders are going to win by at least two touchdowns. Uh, but I'm taking Oakland in the point, or Oakland minus five. I think it happens. I think, the look, like Atlanta has a couple of good corners. I'm not going to say they're not good corners. I think Desmond Truffaut and the other guy okay. there, I think there's solid corners. Yeah. Do you think Robert Alford is a good corner? I think he's decent, yeah. Okay, I got into argument again that people kept saying he was that off.
1: No, he's was a big He's
0: Desmond, Desmond Truffaut is clearly the best corner, but I think Robert Alford's a decent number, too. Um, there some they some have, have They do have injuries at the linebacker position. Um, they can't produce a pass rush if the like dependent on it. Uh, my boy... The that uh, at three techniques. Starting. What's that? Courtney Ops says, team three technique and starting. Yeah, which is bizarre. Um, uh, look, my my boy, there linebacker from Clemson, love him, but the fact is, he's a <laughs> blitzing linebacker. He's not a true pass rusher, so they don't get true pass rushes. Um, Austin Howard's going to be good to go for this game. David so about Austin Howard. He is a solid, intelligent veteran right tackle so I don't think they're going to trip him up much. They can beat him. He's a little slow-footed, but he is intelligent enough to see what's coming in front of him. So I don't think it's somebody you're going to trick. Um, So the Raiders do have a starting caliber off at the line they're putting out. Uh, And on defense, I think the Raiders match up way better to the Falcons than they do the Saints. I said this before the Saints game that those ridiculous little Smurfs could do some real damage to the Raiders, and they absolutely did.
1: But the is thing it, is, was it it me
0: or or did Cleo uh, Mack disappear? Restrictions last week. Oh, he did not disappear. What the Saints did was they essentially went to max protect every single snap, and they doubled Mack on every snap, and they pretty much chipped him on just about every single snap. Or what they the I other thing they would do. Bruce Irvin got a sack. Almost had a second one, and Khalil Mack almost had a sack as well. Uh, there was twice when Khalil almost had sacks. The ball just came out. Uh, You've got to understand, too, Drew Brees averaged in that game the ball coming out in 2.36 or 2.3 seconds. Average 2.3 seconds. He only held on to the ball for longer than 2.5 seconds, like twice. Okay? And the average in the NFL, I think, is like 3.1. So <laughs> the fact is the Saints got the ball out so fast and it was, the problem was on the back end with the Raiders' defense attacks. That's where the problem was. It wasn't a Khalil Mack problem, but that was fine. And when the Raiders booked the A-gap a couple times in the fourth quarter, they blew up Drew Brees. They, they smacked him. So I think the Raiders will make some adjustments. I think the corners are going to play much better against Julio Jones, who's hobbled, and Mohamed Sanu, who's hobbled. He's also hobbled. Um, I, I think both those guys... Are they're bigger, a little more physical? Um, the Raiders can play them because they're going to play up against the sideline a lot. The Raiders going mean, to situationally be able to play them much better. They don't attack the seams like the uh, like the little Smurfs do. So I think the Raiders are much better matchup against those wide receivers than they were last week. So I do think we see a you know, block the Raiders defense. I I also have the Raiders winning this. Um, but I mean, come on, after Oakland, you got to put Sean Smith and Julio and they'll up Reggie Nelson. Yeah, I think I think pretty much what the Raiders are going to do, they're going to play all cover three or cover one. They're going to stick Sean Smith on Julio, which I think is a fine matchup. You're going to stick Amerson on Mohamed Sanu because uh, Mohamed Sanu is a little bit faster downfield, and Amerson can keep up with him better. But both of those receivers like to play on the sidelines, where and both of those corners for the Raiders like to defend the sidelines. And you're going to put Reggie Nelson over the middle, and he's going to basically hawk over the middle where he likes to be. Um, and then you're going to kind of play around with Keith McGill. So it's Keith only, McGill, who had a really quality game last week. The only issue with it is I fear Jacob Cammy or Austin could have a game. But, I mean, you, cause you, you're going to have to put a linebacker on him. Not necessarily. I think we're going to see Keith McGill cover a tight end more uh, more this week, especially if they're going to be a cover one. If they go man, I think we're going to see Keith McGill on the tight end. More so than the linebackers. My biggest worry are the, are the running backs in space off after flat and Yeah, really I worry about them and the flat. You know, those guys running a little flare around the backfield or something, catch check down. And then Barton's you know, tracks team when it comes to the running back. hmm And the but the Raiders, the other thing too, is the Raiders built this defense, they're a little bit light in the pants when it comes to their inside linebackers. You know, mm-hmm. Ben Heaney, uh, you know, those guys, they're a little bit you know, Corey James, they are faster, more nimble, you know, they're four four guys, they're two hundred and thirty five pounds. So these aren't big thumpers inside, so I don't know. I, I think the Raiders defensively match up well against the against the Falcons if they can rattle um, Matt Ryan and force a couple turnovers, which I think is totally plausible. Uh, I think they can seal up that game pretty well. Let's move on. Green Bay at Minnesota. The opening. I don't know of what. the. What? I'm I'm sorry, but to be honest, I have no idea why I picked Green Bay in this game. Just to, just a little spoiler there. Well, it's going to be the first game at the new Starship out there in Minneapolis. The, uh, the glass yeah, dome that warms really the ice. Run or, that many plays, to be honest, it's Adrian Peterson and shut down to Stephon Diggs and Charles Johnson. What did you ask? I said, "Is this are they really going to even let him control the team at all? He's basically just trying to check down with Diggs and Johnson and Cal Rudolph and handing the ball to safety. It's going to be a Norm Turner classic. Norm Turner knows how to deal with these kind of quarterbacks. He's going to have them run the ball a lot, and then he's going to run a bunch of intermediate crossing routes. That's what he's going to do. That's what he always does. He's just going to run a bunch of five- to seven-yard digs and crap like that, and then he'll put, like, a post route over the dig. And then if you know, if the safety bites early on the short dig route, he's going to go up over the top on a 15-yard post. That's nor Turner Classic. <laughs> I,
1: just,
0: I just think if I can to the Vikings defense is such an elite level. But what concerns me is Xavier Rhodes and Sheriff Floyd are not going to be playing in this game. But my issue with the Packers, Sam Shields, has been ruled out with concession. Look, i got to say flat out, I think Green Bay not only wins this game, I think they kind of kicked crap out of Minnesota. Green Bay's minus two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised they win this game by ten. I just something I about the game, game smell just, gonna, this game the, the performance for Minnesota last week. The performance from Minnesota last week was utter garbage. Uh, that was a complete screw up by Mark, Mike Malarkey, His bullcrap play calls and Marcus Mariota just being a doofus. So you're not going to get that from Green Bay. Green Bay is going to be precise. And I think they're going to try to beat the crap out of the Minnesota Vikings, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I'm just going to go stick with my Packers pick. I think I may have been stuck with some liquor in a few of these games. Say that again? I think I was drinking a few times in these games. All right, so wrap it all up. Monday Night Thriller. When Isaiah is not completely drunk while watching a Green Bay game, um, <laughs> Philadelphia getting three and a half points at Chicago, which I find to be a mind bogglingly weird line that Chicago's an at home favorite of three and a half. I gotta be perfectly honest, I'm surprised Vegas didn't make this a pick I don't see the justification for making the Bears a three and a half point favorite against anybody but maybe the browns um well, I'm thinking Philadelphia in the points. I'm not a Carson Wentz guy. I was never that impressed with Carson Wentz. I don't even think the throws he made in that game were overly impressive. He had a couple of guys who just were wide open when he hit them. Um, but I don't... The I, don't trust the, Jay I have zero faith in the Chicago Bears defense. And I definitely don't trust Jay Cutler. <laughs> okay. The, I text I against the Bears, but I think I'm going to change my pick, to be fair. I think Alshon, Jeffrey, Kevin Wayne, and Eddie Royal plus Jeremy Winford are a little much for the Eagles. Matching Probably. And if this Zach Ertz away from the Eagles, that's going to limit them to just Jordan Matthews and a bunch of drops from Huff and everybody else. The question is, what's the over-under on this game? I'm going to go look that up real quick. But uh, there could be 60 points in this football game. Yeah, I just changed my pick to the Bears. Ah, gross.
1: I have no faith in the Eagles team. Wentz looks dreadful. There were so many
0: plays you could have thrown... Right to the receiver, unless they dropped it, and it would have been in touch At least four plays. I mean, they were wide open in the end zone. He, his vision, complete utter garbage. Footwork. I don't do anything to care on that. He just looked like a flat out. Left. Should not have been in there. Look, bavada has got the over/under set at forty-two and a half. And I think that might be low. I could see 60 points in this game. I don't trust either defense. I think they both suck. And I think that the offenses have just enough on the offense that it could be exciting. You know, both have some big wide receivers that are going to have really great matchups against crappy corners. So I
1: think there would be a ton of points.
0: Okay, please tell people about this Michael Obrowski extension. What about it? <laughs> That's my, like, old alcoholic response. Um, I didn't even do the intelligent thing and actually look up what the numbers were on this yet. It was the $33 million extension, I believe, It's like, uh hold on, I don't even know the guarantee. Oh, I'm pulling it up on slow track. Give me one second. Let's see here. It's a three year extension valued at thirty three point one two five million, average salary of eleven point oh four, guaranteed eighteen point two five. Uh yeah, I mean that's fine. There's no, nothing the guy who- an LSU guy who actually did something in his NFL career. Patrick Peterson. No, I'm the um, pass rush and rush defensive tackle. Oh, so you're saying Glenn Dorsey didn't have a great career? No. I'm in of late. I was. Be- like, of last. Of course, Glenn years. Dorsey didn't have a great career. Come on. Too many Christmas. uh the amateurs. Um, so, so, yeah, so the 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 contract extension is fine. Nothing, you know, whatever, 11 million bucks, Michael Broder, that's fine. He's only 25 years old. Uh, not surprised whatsoever that he only signed a three-year deal. Because think about it this way. That means by 2020, he's an unrestricted free agent again, only going to be 28, 29 years old. Going to line him up for one more really nice-sized contract if he doesn't completely blow his own legs off in the process. So, um, a good contract there from the Rams. I am going to have to say that they are probably rubbing up real close on their salary cap for the next few years. Uh, They were not in a great place in terms of salary cap. Uh, So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're really close to it right now. Well... Greg Roman was fired after being the highest-paid coordinator. I think they fired the wrong guy. I think they fired they should have fired one of the Ryan's or both the Ryan's because they're the ones actually running that defense, not the coordinator. I think he was just a sacrificial lamb. Oh, he absolutely was a sacrificial lamb. Uh, They fired the wrong coordinator, if so. I mean, Greg Roman, what do you want him to do? A hurt Sammy Watkins and a depleted uh, no talent offense. Do you want him to risk getting Tyrod hurt? But she was he looked like he was concussed by that nasty three guy collision right in the middle. That was nasty. Yeah, I mean I think that they basically fired Greg Roman because the next heads on the chopping block are the Ryan duo. So you fire him, make him the scapegoat for now, but don't worry, it's only going to be uh, three weeks and both of those nuts are going to be gone. So it's going to fulfill uh, uh, Bill Simmons' wish that he's going to see Rex Ryan on TV in three months. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, and now, this, now the superstition that, or whatever, that Rob Ryan's first year is always the best. His defense still is always good. Now we put trust. Well, it's not so much that it was really. I mean, look, they have what's that guy who I never. Um, oh, what's his name? What's the that is he a rookie? The what? Is he a rookie? No, uh, Hughes, Jerry, Jerry Hughes, um. Look, he people started off the season lineback. with a pretty nice little bang, you know. So it, the, the fact is their cornerbacks let them down. The, Rex, the, the Ryan defenses, what they do requires stud corners. If you do not have two really solid straight press man corners, you cannot do what the Ryans do. And the fact is the Bills' corners got torched the last two weeks, and they have not done well. It's that simple.
1: I just think most of the league is
0: also caught up to his defense. What's that? I also think most of the NFL is caught up to what his defense is. It's easy. You max protect, you get big wide receivers to work against those those, those corners and throw it deep. That's what you do. You go max protect, chuck it deep against those corners, and just beat him. And he probably wishes he signed Antonio Cromartie at least. <laughs> Antonio Cromartie and his thirteen kids. <laughs> it feels like it's going to be twenty-one by the time this career is over. Uh,
1: whatever. <laughs> it
0: feels like I've been the last in the end it's so depressing we had to bring up the Ryans. <laughs> uh, That's a way to get everyone's bank ruined. Oh. Ooh, injury down. Sorry, BYU game. All right, let's wrap her up, Jed. <laughs> where, where can people find your new show or whatever it is? At Holistic underscore pickle, it's me on Twitter. At Real TAA Show is the handle for uh, uh, the new radio show. Of course, I will be doing the Raiders broadcast live tomorrow, 125. Uh, I will have been off a fresh workout at the gym. I will have a bang energy drink. It will be fantastic. It will be exciting stuff. So catch it live Ooh. on commentator.com, common tater.com uh live Raiders commentary. Turn on the TV, turn them down and tune in to me, because I'm awesome and they suck. Um, <laughs> uh, join the chat during the uh during the commentary. It's a lot of fun, so uh check her out. That's it, that's all I got.
1: It's almost like you oh, had a yeah, five yeah. To... and then... Oh, crap. That stupid thing. All, All right. right. Take care.
0: <laughs> you can find me at Isaiah C underscore NFL tackle F and tackle NFL. Um link to my show in my Twitter profile and I'll probably speak out sometime tomorrow. And that's pretty much it. Don't forget to listen to Bill. Yeah, I haven't been on there in a couple of weeks.
1: Ooh,
0: you talked to all your other college degener- degenerates. Well, I we haven't really been watching college football. I was only wonder near the end of. Oh, you haven't. Oh, well, that's nice. I've been it's watching. This is like my first full game I ever watched.
1: All well don't break
0: your don't break your back to work again. All right. Until next time,
1: we'll figure Peace. out what date. Go. Every fan knows
0: the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team,